I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft, doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. <laughs> I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one time service, Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E.com slash ETM. Go to joindeleteme.com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off. You know I'm a big fan of enjoying life while still being smart financially. That's why I love ButcherBox. I can get a variety of high-quality meat, seafood, chicken, and pork at an amazing value, all with exclusive member deals delivered to my door with free shipping always. One thing I just never wanted to cut out of my spending plan is eating good food. And with ButcherBox, I don't have to, and neither do you. Where else can you get free protein for a whole year? Yes, you heard that right. One of my favorite go-to dinners is a salmon bowl. I'm not even a huge salmon lover, but ButcherBox's wild-caught salmon is oh so good. I make a nice little marinade, saute some veggies, cook the salmon, and throw in some weiss. And it is an amazing dinner. If you want to take less trips to the grocery store and always have prepared meat in the freezer for a lot less money, you need ButcherBox in your life. Sign up at butcherbox.com etm and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm. Well, you know, people who talk about finance or, you know, investing and saving, uh, you know, and as you learn about it, become uh, very motivated by the concept of compounding, you know, that when you make money on your money and then the next year you make money on the money that you made on your money. And if you continue that out for a little while, uh, it becomes very, very significant in a way that might not have been obvious you know, uh, at the beginning. 
money with Shauna Compton Games. It will expand your brain. Buying real estate has long been a great way to invest your money. In fact, when I ask people, what's the next money move you're going to make? I would say probably seven out of 10 people are like, I have to buy a house. I have to buy a condo. I have to invest my money. I have to buy something. That's just, I think, automatically what rolls off the tongue. But as we saw with the mortgage meltdown, buying real estate isn't always a great investment. It can be for so many people. I know I bought my first house when I was 24. And by the time I sold it at 32, 31, somewhere around there, it had doubled in value. And that's incredible. But I live in Los Angeles. And so there are many places across the US where that doesn't happen. If your house appreciates two to 5% over 10, 15 years, that's incredible for that particular area that you live in. So I don't want you to get swept up in the, I have to invest in real estate because it's just not always the smartest move next for you to make. But in many places, real estate investments, they've paid off for people or they have allowed someone to have investment income, maybe through Airbnb or some other sort of rental. But when it comes to traditional real estate investing, that has long been associated with people who have a lot of cash, the the super wealthy. The cool thing, I think, is that with the financial technology explosion of the last few years, companies like Ground Floor are making a way for people like you and me to invest in real estate without having to win the lottery or, God forbid, rob a bank. Please don't do that. (laughs) Brian, the CEO of Ground Floor, which is the first and remains the only company qualified by the Security and Exchange Commission to offer direct real estate debt investments available to non-accredited investors. Fancy wording for just you and me now can invest in real estate. For as little as 10 bucks and no fees for investors, individuals like you and me can purchase real estate on a fractional basis. Hmm, that's super interesting. Tell me more. Brian, I am excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. I'm uh, really happy to be here with you. So I want to start out with a pretty big question. If if I had $10, I think, for every time somebody asked me, should they buy or invest in real estate, I think my piggy bank would have exploded by now. Yeah. And I think what I hear from a lot of listeners is they're trying to figure out what's next or what's the next great investment. What should they do now? So to start off, I thought maybe we should just back it up a little bit and talk about what's the difference between buying real estate and, say, investing in real estate? Well, there's a big difference. Uh, First of all, buying real estate, it takes a lot more money. Uh, And so not all of us have, you know, the amount of money that's needed to really buy real estate or the credit that you need to buy real estate. And a lot of people are intrigued by that. And in fact, People spend a lot of money going to real estate seminars in order to learn how to do it, right? <laughs> um, and that that's okay. Like if, if that's really a long-term interest, then, you know, I think that can be a very good thing to do. And and in, you go to some seminars and you talk to some people who do it, you may love it. But it, it takes some expertise. It takes some money. 
Uh, and people I know who do it, like our customers, they love it. You know, they, they love that work. Yeah. So, um, you know, people who think they might be interested in that should, I would never, uh, if, if somebody has an entrepreneurial idea or something that they want to try out, I would never dissuade somebody from doing that. Right. I hear you. <laughs> well, it's, it's really interesting because, you know, so many, so many studies, or I guess you say articles, waver back and forth. And millennials are investing in real estate. And millennials aren't investing in real estate. Millennials are buying real estate. Millennials aren't buying real estate. And it's it's so uh, across the board hard to figure out. And I think you, so many of the questions I get from listeners are those sort of really tough to answer questions of, well, what should I be doing when? And what order should I be doing things in? And I think that's sort of the, uh, the just the place that a lot of a lot of younger uh, millennials are in, trying to figure out like what order should I do any of this stuff in? Right, right. Well, I'll tell you this: um, the order that you should do it should probably be following what really interests you, in my opinion. Sure. Uh, because what I have observed about people of all ages, actually but especially people who are early career, mid-career, is people tend to spend their time on things that they find interesting. People tend to find things interesting when they're good at them. And when you're good at something, you spend more time on it. So you get this virtuous cycle. <laughs> so I, I actually think if, if we're not just talking about my company, Ground Floor, or real estate investing in particular, and people are wondering about that, um, that's, that's exactly why I say, Hey, if you think you might really find it interesting to work on real estate or own real estate or operate real estate, I mean, follow that, you know, see, yeah. scratch that. Yeah. I mean, what's the worst about there? Well, there are a few, what's the worst that could happen things. Well, but... <laughs> it might, it might, I mean, it might suck up some time. It might suck up some money, you know, but if it interests you, that's okay. You know For what I mean? Sure. Like if it don't do it, what I, what I think is a, bad decision every time is to do something because somebody tells you to do it or says this is some kind of shortcut. And if you just get through the stuff that you don't like, you know, then there's gold at the end of that crappy rainbow. Uh, don't do that. Don't ride that rainbow. Right. You know, I, I, I think people should, people should ride rainbows they like because <laughs> there may or may not be gold at the end. And there's more likely to be gold at the end one you ride if you like it. Yes, I like the rainbows that have the, the potential pot of gold at the end. <laughs> yes, perfect. Well, and really, it's about enjoying the process because the truth is, when you enjoy the process, uh, you often get better results. This is very uh, true. And so, I think if we take that to real estate investing, I'll tell you something else that's happened for the millennial generation that is unique. Uh, the world of investing and saving has been radically reshaped during your early and you know your early earning years, and that is an awesome, awesome thing. I mean, this this generation has grown up with the tools of social media and the web, and they're you know fortunately people in your generation are uh, creating these tools now, so they know what you want, they know what you need, and they're building you know, tools like this for you. And that's awesome, right? That's a, that's a real gift. And so I'm always encouraging. In fact, I'm not a millennial myself. Uh, I'm in the next generation up, but, um, but I spend a lot of time using these tools, uh, too, because I think they're a very good thing. I actually, I actually think people are smart enough, uh, and connected enough in today's world to make their own decisions. And we created a whole company around that idea. 
uh, it's just the very idea of ground floor. Exactly. Yeah. So I'd love to chat a little bit about technology and, and crowdfunding when it comes to investing in real estate, because I, I would imagine just from what I see that those are uh, tools and technology that have helped make this accessible to everyday people, people who wouldn't have even thought really of investing in real estate or that it was possible. You know, what do you see in the way of change? Like what has happened that has made this accessible? Well, we talked about the whole idea of active investing, right? And, you know, there's been some change there where it's easier to become a real estate investor and an active real estate investor. But what a lot of people are talking about is how to use the money that they earn in their job, you know, to, to, to make good returns. And exactly. so people are really, people are really looking for passive investments. And the problem is that if you go to talk to a broker, which very few millennials would do that, uh, because this generation has grown up to mistrust middlemen, right? Uh, I think for good reason, right? We all sat sure. and watched what happened in 2008 with the banks and Wall Street. And so turning your money over to them doesn't look good. But you're looking for a passive uh, passive investment option, right? And, and in the world of real estate, what our parents would have been buying through their financial advisors typically uh, are known as REITs, Real Estate Investment Trust. And you can buy them on the stock exchange or you can buy them through a financial advisor. And these investments, you know, some of them are good, some of them are not good. Uh, but what they don't give you is any control over what they do, and they do charge you a lot of money. So, you know, there there is this, there's always been, you know, for a very long time, you know, going back decades, this passive investing option called a REIT. Uh, what what has been harder to do is to get to invest your money in a way that's passive, but also gives you control over where it goes. It's like in the stock market. If you wanted to put money into the stock market and I said, oh, no, you can't invest directly in any stocks if you want to be in the stock market, you have to give it to somebody and they're going to invest it for you. That's kind of what we've been telling people in real estate. But, but, if, I, but if I said, hey, you can't go buy Uber stock or you can't go buy Lyft stock, even though they just went public, uh, people look, look at you like you're crazy. You yeah. say, no, I want to buy Facebook. I want to buy Google. But in private real estate credit markets in particular – there's been no way to do that. You've all, you've had to turn your money over to somebody else, and hopefully they do a good job with it. You know, hopefully they don't run away with it or abscond with it or you know spend it unwisely. Hopefully they don't charge you a lot of fees on the way. But you have to trust this middleman who does it all for you. And the world has really changed. It's changed because of the law. It's changed because of technology. And honestly, it's changed because of you know consumer behavior. Millennials themselves are changing it. Because they are saying, you know, the older generations might say, well, you're not smart enough or sophisticated to make smart decisions. You should turn it over to the experts. Millennials are saying, yes, we are. <laughs> we are smart <laughs> enough. We are connected enough. We are going to make our own decisions. And now we're going to create tools that allow us to do that. We're going to use those tools. And that's a revolution. I mean, that's not just my company. That's just not just ground floor, our startup. That's, there are dozens of companies doing that. That's a big trend, and it's being driven by the millennial generation and that sensibility. Yeah, and I think that's such a great point because I, I'm like you. I'm I'm actually in between millennial Gen X, depending on what age yep. uh, you know yep. you're reading. And so, uh, I you know, one thing I see is always 
people saying, well, you know, the millennials are, are the same things you hear. They're lazy. They're this. They're that. They're, they're you know, they're not doing anything good for us, society speaking. Uh, and, and they're really not that different. And I keep arguing. I'm like, Yes, they are. I mean, there they really is. I mean, call it, you know, the, the advance of everything. But this generation is really shifting the tide on so many things. And I think you just made an excellent point to prove that, that that is that is a reality that is happening. Yep, it is happening. You know, and when we created our product, we, we were thinking about what doesn't, you know, I've been investing since I was 15, 16 years old. Wow. And, you know learning about it. And yeah, I mean, and not in real estate specifically, just generally in stocks and mutual funds and stuff. Uh, cause I had parents who taught me about that, which was awesome. Uh, and I became interested in it, you know, following my own kind of advice, right. To do, <laughs> do what interests you. Uh, w- when we started ground Four six years ago, we asked the question, well, what's missing out there? You know, what, what is missing? What categories should people, ordinary people be able to get into that they can't get into because of technology or law or, you know, economics, right? What are the barriers? And we realized there was this broad class of investments that if you're wealthy enough and have enough money, you can get access to. And they're really, really good investments, you know, lower risk, much higher return, you know, much, much better features to them. But you have to qualify under these old, old rules in order to get access to them. And you have to have a certain amount of money in order to get access to them. And we created our company to change that. So we said, look, and, and as we talked to people about what they wanted to invest in, real estate was right there, you know, kept coming up. Uh, and we ended up, you know, coming up with a product that was very accessible, very lucrative, and has been really, really popular um, because of those values. And I guess. Tell me a little bit about Ground Floor and, and the, the features and, and what makes it so different. Well, there's just nothing like it out there today. Uh, you can take as little as $10 and participate in crowdfunding a loan that we have made to a real estate entrepreneur who is renovating a house, building a house, uh, maybe, maybe renting. You know, sometimes we do, we do rental product too. Uh, but fundamentally, we as a company make these loans to real estate entrepreneurs all over the country. Actually, some of your investors who want to be active real estate, some of your listeners who want to be active real estate investors could borrow money from us actually is we're, we're a lender but then we turn around and unlike any other lender in the United States you know we then offer the opportunity for investors on the web to participate ten dollars at a time so we do a loan for you know a typical loan might be two hundred thousand dollars that we give you know that we make to a real estate entrepreneur we then turn around and offer that on the web and a thousand individual investors come in uh, and put their money in it the cool thing about these loans that's really unique as an investment product is the real estate entrepreneur doesn't need the money for long, typically. They, it's a loan, so you get your money back in 6, 10, 12 months, typically. And they're will, it's such a lucrative business for them that they're willing to pay you a very high rate. So they'll pay 10% interest on your money and give it back to you within a year. Which is amazing, right? That, yeah, that doesn't yeah. exist. I mean, that doesn't exist in the investment world for the price of ten dollars. It, inv- it exists in the investment world for a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars, because that's how these private markets were all built. But we've taken these private markets, used the web and the internet to 
reformat them, and now we've broken it up into thousands of $10 chunks. Uh, and, and the cool thing about it is you, you get to go on the web and choose which loans you invest in. No, nobody's making that choice for you. You can choose to invest in these 20 and not those 10 or this one and not that one. And a lot of people, you know, with this kind of mindset like that, because nobody's telling you what to do. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnit app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin' Money under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless, 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Okay, listen, like many of you out there, I love Notion, our sponsor today, and I honestly use it every day for my notes and journaling. I also track our family expenses, and I manage all of our household to-dos. Notion has been such a lifesaver in helping me get a lot more organized because that's not one of my strengths without stressing me out. Notion is a place where any team can write, plan, organize, and rediscover the joy of play. 
It's a workspace designed not just for making progress, but getting inspired. Notion is the AI-powered workspace that can summarize things like meeting notes and automatically generate action items and help you get answers to questions in seconds. It will honestly blow your mind. Notion is for everyone, whether you're a Fortune 500 company, you're a freelancer, you're starting a startup, or you're a student juggling classes and clubs, or you're somebody like myself that just really wants to get organized. Try Notion for free when you go to notion.com slash etm. That's all lowercase letters, notion.com slash etm, and start turning ideas into action. And when you use our link, you are supporting our show, notion.com slash etm. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals. So you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash ETM for your extended 30-day free trial. Hey, so we have an Ask Shauna that comes from Robert. And Robert says, hey, Shauna, big fan of the podcast. Thank you so much for all of the super cool episodes. I'm curious, though. I know that buying a house isn't always the best decision, nor is buying a house maybe the best decision I should make. I'm in my early 30s and I still have a massive amount of student loan debt. My career can be a little bit shaky at times, although I do make a steady paycheck and I'm considering really shaking up my life. So I'm just curious when or if I should consider buying a house. There's a lot of pressure from my family that buying a house is probably the next smartest thing I should do, but honestly, my gut is telling me maybe it's not the best decision. So what do you think? I'd love your thoughts. I know that you've answered a question like this similarly in the past on a few different episodes, but I guess I'm just kind of selfish. (laughs) I love that, Robert. And I would love for you to answer my question. Robert, 
I will answer this question a million times, backwards and forwards, upside down, whichever direction you want to flip it. Uh, Buying a house is, it's a tricky question to ask because there isn't one right time. There isn't one right decision. It's like, when is the right time to have a baby? I don't know. Whenever you decide you want to have a baby or you get pregnant, that's probably the best time to have a baby. Or when's the best time to quit your job? I don't know. When is the best time? I think sometimes we just have to make leaps, but when it comes to buying something that is hundreds of thousands of dollars, we have to really have a strategy behind that leap. And I would say, first off, if you have a gut feeling that this is not the right decision for you now, you should probably lean into that gut decision because I have found in my own decision-making, the gut is pretty attuned to what's going on. And if you ignore the gut, (laughs) usually things happen that aren't so great. So first thing I would say is lean into that gut feeling. The second thing I would say is you mentioned that you aren't sure if you might want to uproot your life and move somewhere else. If that's the case, I would definitely say don't buy something right now. The chances of you buying something and in the next year, let's say, if you're, if you want to move in the next year of selling it again and making any sort of profit, it just, the numbers don't normally mesh out very well. Unless you bought some sort of dilapidated property and you fixed it up and then you were selling it, that's a whole other question you would be asking me. But just buying a regular house or condo and then within a year selling it and doing something else with your life, mm, that's really, really risky if you're going to ask me my personal opinion. Can it be done? Of course. Anything can be done. So I'm never going to say never, but in my opinion, that's a little a little risky. So another thing you want to consider is where are you on that debt spectrum? So how much debt do you really have in relation to your income? Are you above water every month? Are you able to save money every month? Are you able to contribute to your 401k or your Roth or your IRA? Are you able to to save money? Like where are you in the spectrum of all those other money goals you have? Do you have a strong emergency fund in place? Like all of these preliminary foundational elements are really important to consider before you make the giant leap into, I want to buy a house. Because I think on a previous Ask Shauna I had a couple episodes ago, maybe it's a couple months ago now, we talked about the idea of if you use all of your savings to buy that house and you have no savings left, wow, that puts you in a really delicate position. Not to say that anything bad necessarily would happen, but I just don't feel comfy telling you that that's a good decision to make. Again, you got to go with your gut. You got to go with how these things feel for you. If you're a person that likes adventure and you like the idea of moving new places all the time, buying a house now is probably not a good decision. Might be a good decision in a couple years from now. Also, if you're someone that's telling me I hate my student loan debt. Like it keeps me up at night. It makes me depressed. It makes me angry. Well, then that's something to pay attention to. Maybe it's smarter to invest a lot of your money into getting that debt paid off so that you're in a position where you feel better. You're, you're able to make better money decisions. I found that when our brains are stressed out, when we're depressed or we're anxious or we're frustrated or whatever it may be, we're not capable of making great money decisions. 
Can we make decisions? Absolutely. Are they necessarily going to be the best ones? Mm, Maybe not so much. Maybe there's something we need to pay attention to or attend to first. Once we clear that air, we get rid of that debt or we save that money or whatever it might be that is really making us not feel comfy, then all of a sudden, once we reach that goal, it's like, okay, now I'm ready. Now I'm ready to buy that house. So I hope, Robert, this has helped you out even just a little bit, but I would really say if you're listening, lean into whatever feelings you're getting in your gut. They're probably going to lead you in the right direction. So how would you, if you're somewhat of a novice in this, how would you decipher what makes for a good real estate investment? Like which one of these would be best for you to choose? Are there any factors you should be thinking about? Well, here's the, here's the thing. That's like asking, are there any, you know, which stocks are good stocks to invest in, which ones (laughs) are not, right? Um, That's the gray area question. Right. We, we don't we don't offer anything that we don't think is quote unquote good but we have a specific definition of good our specific definition is what you see is what you are getting uh, we believe that if you invest in a sufficient number of these over time that you will achieve the rate of return that is being offered but we can't guarantee that any one of them is going to return that rate so the way we set the rate is taking into account, that some of them are not going to work out. You know, there's some number of them that you know won't return full in principal and interest, but there are others that will turn more, return more than the interest that you expected because you know we'll be able to charge them extra uh, through the process. You know, so what we teach, what we do preach, is the idea of diversification. But here's the problem with that: if I'm going to invest a hundred dollars. $10 at a time in a portfolio of 10 loans in order to kind of not put all my eggs in one basket, right? If I'm going to do that, do I really want to spend a lot of time figuring out which loan, which 10 loans? No. Right. Of course not. It's not worth it, right? And, and not to mention, like, our goal is not to make everybody into real estate investors. You know, who wants to spend their weekend doing that? Nobody. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, maybe there are some of us, right? But, but most people don't. And so we built a product that kind of gives you shortcuts and clues, um, and different people can look at different things. But you know, we say, for example, we'll, we give a grade, right? There's a grade A on through G. G is riskier than grade A. Um, we give you diagrams on the page so that you can kind of see for an A loan how that breaks down. How does it break down compared to a G to a D loan, right? And then we tell you things about sort of the real estate entrepreneur as well, like how much experience do they have and what have they done? So you can either pay a lot of attention to that because it interests you, or you can pay no attention to that and choose to just spread your money around in projects that are in places that you like. So different people use it in different ways based on their interests. And I think that's okay. Right. Uh, What we discourage people from doing, but we don't stop them from doing it because it's a free country, right? Uh, Is to put all of their eggs in one loan that they think is really, really awesome. Right. Um, because things happen. Right. Unex- the unexpected happens with <laughs> investing. Um, even, you know, even, even though you think you did all of your homework and you're just going to put that thousand dollars in one loan. We really hope people don't use the platform that way, although they're free to do so. 
And do you have a lot of people who participate in these loans go through a series of, I'm just making up a number, let's just say 10 loans. And then once they get through those 10 loans and get some sort of payback, then they'll go and move money in, in some more loans. Like, Do you see people sort of shuffling money around that way? That's the pattern because at first it sounds like it's too good to be true, right? It sounds like, I mean, here's this unknown concept from an unknown company in this unknown category, and it just sounds like a pyramid scheme or something, right? It just is like, really? You, you got to be kidding me. Uh, and we <laughs> understand that, right? So we get that. But that's also one thing I like about the millennial generation is they're more curious and more willing to look at that than, say, somebody who's a baby boomer, right? And much more skeptical because um, they understand the world is changing and, and this kind of thing does exist in our world now. Uh, but, you know, we, we, it's kind of, I think once people put a little bit of money in, you know, every 30 days, you get a little kind of 160 character update on each of your loans, uh, at least every 30 days. And, you know, we make that pretty consumable. There's an email that comes out with all your little updates every two weeks. You can go on the website and view them. And so you can kind of see what's happening. And once people get that and they get paid back on a few, they, they realize it is real. They kind of get it. And people get pretty excited about, I mean, the difference between making 10% on your money and 1% or Having making 10% of your money and getting control over it in, in, versus giving it, putting it in the stock market, and who knows what's going to happen? Uh, you know, that's a pretty big difference that people tend to they get pretty excited about it once they experience it. Yeah, I, I think that's it's a really interesting concept. I just on a previous podcast episode that I recorded this morning, I talked about how uh, the interview subject had uh, said that there's somewhere around $2.1 trillion in the U.S. that are just sitting in people's bank accounts. And uh, wow. you know, whether people are fearful of, of investing or just don't even know what to do with that money, uh, I always like to sort of emphasize the point that if there's money just sitting in your bank account, it's not necessarily working for you. Now, obviously, if you need it for a reason, that's a whole other, that's a whole other issue. But sure. if there's extra money... There may be a, a cause for allocating a percentage of that to try things like this outside of everything else you're doing. And if if this is something you're interested in, why not why not give something like this a try? Well, you know, people who talk about finance or you know investing and saving, uh, you know, in, in, as you learn about it, become uh, very motivated by the concept of compounding. You know, yes. that when you make money on your money and then the next year you make money on the money that you made on your money. And if you continue that out for a little while, uh, it becomes very, very significant <laughs> in a way that might not have been obvious, you know, uh, at the beginning. Um, and so we, you know, we, um, yeah, we, we are, we're at once trying to educate people, but the best way to educate people is not to talk at them, but to let them experience it for themselves. And I think that's what's been so powerful for us. That's why we have thousands of investors every month, you know, in aggregate investing close to $10 million a month now. You know, we have dozens and dozens of real estate loans available to choose from, you know, to allocate your money into. There's a cool dashboard where you can see the money that you made and how everything's doing. And, you know, we've been around long enough and, and served enough investors that we kind of know what questions people have and we try to do a good job of answering them and getting people up and running. But, you can't talk at people. You got to let them experience it for themselves. So that's, in fact, if you if you get referred by somebody or you refer your friends, you can 
kind of get ten dollars to take a spin on, on on us right through our referral program. That's a it's a really good way to get going just to get a feel for it. Yeah, I'm a fan of free money. That's awesome. Yeah, man. Right? <laughs> so so let's talk in just some some generality. So sure. you know what do you what do you see on the horizon for the housing market? Because I know that's a fear that a lot of people have, particularly right. when it, anything comes to to real estate investing or real estate in general. I mentioned 2008 before. Uh, you know, 2008 was a particularly damaging uh, liquidity crisis. Uh, in fact, nothing like that has ever happened in the housing market before. And, you know, we all have to hope that it won't happen again. What was unique about it is that it happened uh, across the country in every <laughs> local real estate market. That's very atypical. Uh, and, it, and it was really driven by everybody knows who's seen the movie The Big Short, right? It, it was driven by some very unusual developments in our financial markets. Um, if you look at the housing market today, uh, we are underhoused. There are fewer people who are actually buying and living in houses today, uh, owning houses today, uh, than in many decades uh, of recent experience. Uh, we're down at about 61% home ownership in the population, and normally, historically, that's 65 or 66%. The millennial generation wants housing that uh, you know is up to their standards, right? And their standards are largely in town, you know, in somewhat urban areas where they can walk and where they can uh, access amenities like restaurants and bars, and you know, where where they're having that kind of uh, lifestyle. And and eventually, what we're starting to see is the millennial generation is starting to buy housing because they understand that it's a it's a smart financial move uh, that renting, it, you know. For the most part, renting isn't forever for most people most of the time. Uh, it's usually a temporary phenomenon when you're getting started or at different parts of your life. So we believe that the country is underhoused, and we also believe that the parts of the housing market that are the most stable and have the most opportunity are in these markets where people want to be, in these neighborhoods where people want to be, with the product that they expect. And aging housing stock is not the product that most of us in the millennial generation would, or in the Gen X generation for that matter, uh, would expect. Yes. Uh, we want modern fixtures. We want conveniences and amenities like we've had, you know, in our apartments. And so our customers, our real estate investors who borrow money from ground floor, they're building that kind of product. And that's why I think the products that are going to succeed in the real estate market are the products that people really want. And it's not being driven today by some financial bubble. It's being driven by product development. And that's replacing aging housing stock in the places where people want to live, you know, not way the heck out in some suburb where you got to spend an hour of your life in the car every day. That's not what people want. And so it turns out house flipping or house renovation is a really good product for that. So I think that part of the housing market is going to be successful for the very long term. Uh, and that's why I feel like we're making a good product to ground floor because that's that's the market we serve for the most part. I mean, that's probably 90 to 95% of what you see uh, on our platform. There are some places where we'll do new construction in an, in an area that we particularly like, uh, but for the most part, it's renovating existing aging housing stock. We all you know? want the HGTV version. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want. You want the after picture. And that's what our that's what our borrowers give you. Uh, so I think 
they, you know, the housing market's always going to have ups and downs. There will always be some, you know, cities where the housing market is tighter or, you know, uh, not as healthy. We will, we of course watch all those figures, but in every market that we serve, we see opportunities because people need to buy houses and the houses that they want are in hot demand in the places where people want to live with the, in the product that they want to buy. So it's just a really good, it's actually a really good and healthy market right now. Um, so I, I, we don't see any trouble on the horizon. That's so great to hear. Well, Brian, this has been such great information. I'd love if there's one thing, one tip that we need to remember when it comes to real estate investing that you can leave us with. What would that be? I would say don't put all your eggs in one basket. Uh, be a smart, diversified investor and use the tools that are available to you out there to do that. Yeah, that, that's great advice. Well, tell everybody where they can go to connect with you and learn more about Ground Floor. Uh, I'm available on Twitter, Brian underscore Dally, D-A-L-L-Y, and I am quite active on that platform personally. Uh, groundfloor.com is our website. We're also uh, quite active on uh, Instagram as a company, which is groundfloor uh, underscore com, I think. Uh, if I remember right, uh, you guys can post that somewhere on the show notes probably and make sure that I've got it right. But you search ground floor on Instagram, you'll get it. And we'd love to connect with anybody who has questions. We have people that work our social media channels, work our customer support channels. And of course, I love interacting with people who have questions or thoughts as well. Thanks so much for checking out this episode and a big thanks to our sponsors that make this show possible. Remember to subscribe in your favorite podcast player so you never miss an episode. But before you leave, I want to empower you to embrace where you are today, the good and the not so good. And remember, nothing lasts forever. Just keep taking small steps every day and remember how awesome you truly are.